Cosmere can be a confusing place. From Allomancy to Surge Binding, there's a lot to look out for. We're your hosts and escorts to the realms. I'm Griff. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is, is the Silverlight Silver Guide to the Cosmere. Hold it up to the uh, microphone so the listeners can see. Right, of course, yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, we're we're ta- so so last episode, last drop. We talked about the magic of Nalthus. The magic of Nalthus. Breath. Breath. Biochromatic breath. Yes, biochromatic breath specifically. Bio- biochromatic. Um, which sounds like you're gearing up to start rap lyrics. <laughs> biochromatic. <laughs> Pseudonym ecstatic. I feel like you could stop. probably work biochromatic into rap pretty easily. Yeah. There's a lot of things that would rhyme with it. Anyway, this one we will be talking about not beat for beat the story. No. But how we feel about the story in general. Warbreaker, the musical. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I kind of killed for that. <laughs> could you imagine, like, um, you could. This would be sick. You could have a motif for when people say, um, what is it? My life to yours, my breath becomes oh, yeah, yours. Yeah. And so you could underlay it with whatever other characters' themes happening at the same yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. And you just make sure it works. So get Lin-Manuel Miranda Of course, this. of course. Immediately. We need Warbreaker okay, than Musical. Okay, but here's what I really want. And I know we're going to probably have to cut this out. We're, we're not just, cutting it. I mean, it's just going to be at the beginning. Way of Kings the musical? Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Could you imagine Sylphrena with her own solo? Oh, Kaladin. Yes. Yes. I mean, Kaladin's would have to be a depressive piece of shit, like song <laughs> at least at the beginning. Right. Like, like. Oh yes. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> the Way of Kings the musical, a musical in seventeen parts. <laughs> God, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Let's see. Uh, let's see. The the cursed child was two nights, right? You had to come back for two days, right? So this would be you'd have to just cut out a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, honestly, though, the fact is, could you imagine Dalinar's like power ballad type song? Right. Uh, like yeah. And then... Elokar. Oh God, that'd be fucking depressing. Elokar, this whole wishing of wanting to be. A good king and everything. I want to be where the people are. Yeah, like, but then, but then, of course, you know what's fucking coming <laughs> in, uh, not Words of Radiance. Uh, Oath- Oathbringer. You know what's coming in Oathbringer. Right. And so, and so Moash enters and all the music is real low and it becomes a jazz tap dance. Yes. Um, where Moash is, is, is doing a, um, a, a very, very rhythmic, um, Almost uh, like uh, the song from Chicago where all the women are singing about why they end up, oh, ended yeah, up in prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's doing something like that. He had so, it coming. Yeah, he had it coming. He had it coming. Um, yeah. And, and you could parallel... So you, you, would, you would initially, in The Way of Kings musical, do that, but it would be Bridge Four telling the reasons why they got into... Yeah. Right, and then Moash reprises it, and it becomes Moash's theme, but he does it in a, in a much darker way right yeah, before yeah. He, he does one of the two deaths I'll never forgive Sanderson for. 
Alucard was one. What's the other one? Palm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. No, that, I mean, in one sense, yeah, cool. Good Good for her. She got what she won, but, uh, which was being away from Harmony's influence. Right, right, right. right. Uh, but, boy, Jesus. Uh, but Warbreaker, the musical, um, it would be Les Miserables. I mean, effectively, yeah. There would definitely be Vivenna with um, the same from Les Miserables when Anne Hathaway in the movie cuts her hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we, yeah, we yeah, talked about this. That. Yeah, yeah. referenced that. Uh, which is... Yeah. Oops, we peaked. Um, no, but... I mean, it would be that, although slightly... slightly different. You, um, could, you, could, model, you could model Vivenna and... Um, the main character what's Ser- serene what is her name siri <laughs> it's one of them i actually i think that was probably my issue with with uh elantris and warbreaker that they the, had such similar names no more the the fucking warbreaker i found vivenna's story in that far more compelling than um Siri, yeah. Siri? Yeah. Yeah, so so Siri's story uh, was much more, let's explain the world. Right. And have you go through... I mean, it had a really important plot point with um, Sisebron. Uh, right, right. No, I, I'm not disagreeing for sure. that. But Vivenna's story... I mean, Vivenna was a more powerful... Story, not even more powerful story, but a more interesting story. Yeah, it was a more interesting story. I'm not going to say the series was pointless by any means. Right. I just didn't find it nearly as compelling or memorable as Vivenna's. Sure. Um, because we have... We... Although I liked... Um, what's it? Who's the Returned? Vasher? Is that... No, no. Light, Light Song, the Peaceful? Yeah, Light Song, the Peaceful. No, Light Song, the Brave. God. Whatever. Anyway, regardless, I found I liked his part of the story. Oh yes, his his was his was very entertaining. Lights on the, the bold. Lights on the bold. Lights on the bold. Yeah, I think it was lights on Light, the bold. Lights on the bold. Um. Lights on the bold, and yes. we have um gotten ahead of ourselves a little bit. A little bit. So let's 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 Life walk updates. it back a little bit. Yeah. Life updates. Let's see. Um, this episode should be dropping in November. Uh, so we will probably already be at Dragonsteel Con. I think this should drop on the 15th. Right. Uh, so actually, yeah. So we will be at Dragonsteel Con yeah, by the so time this episode drops. Come see us if you're listening to us um, and are somehow at the convention as well. Yes. We would love to meet fans. Maybe we should... Uh, it would probably be slightly terrifying to meet fans and we may cut this part out. But we would also love to meet fans. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, forget that Skadrill exists today. It's about Warbreaker the Musical. And... <laughs> no. Um, no, so so life updates. Uh, I don't know what future Alex has done. Because we're recording this in July. Yeah, we are recording this in July. Oops, um, we did it again. We may want to start recording life updates right yes. before the episode drops. I believe we've talked about that and then i forgot i did too but let's start doing that yeah so we'll keep this because it's entertaining right um the sole person it might be entertaining to yes but at the same time 
maybe from this point forward, let's not. Yeah. Let's do let's do life in Sanderson updates. The nearest Sunday we can to the to the to the drop to the of drop. the episode when the when the base drops. Yes. And that way we can keep it current with what's actually happening rather right. than months before. Whoa. So yeah, Sanderson Con is happening right now. Um, this is how it feels to be a content producer <laughs> that hasn't strategized, although we just strategized in front of your face. I mean, we are, we are learning. We are learning. We're always learning. Yes. Why? Because we're always reading books. Yes, exactly. Go check out our other uh, podcast, Various Books for Obvious Reasons. Which is going to be releasing very soon. And yes. Well, by this time it should be. Yeah, I mean, yes. By this time, we will already have at least, hopefully, a few episodes out. Yeah. Question. Those will drop on opposite weeks. This might we might have to cut this out as well. Okay. What's our okay? So yeah, are we doing that on the on the comparative? Are, are we doing on those on so the, the counterpart weeks? Eighth and the twenty second. Yeah. Of each month. I mean, maybe. That would be. Uh, I don't know. It. I don't know. Yeah. Probably? No? I mean, we might drop them. I mean, the that, would at least, that would at least ensure that even on February we would get all the episodes out. Yeah. Because February only has 28 days, but yeah. we wouldn't be relying on the <clears throat> 8th and the 31st or anything like that. Right. <clears throat> 8th, and, um, 8th and 22nd. So yeah. 1st, 8th, 15th, 22nd of each month we have content coming out. Um, sure. We and can... if we have, if we have Devin editing. Yeah. V4. Right. Then we don't have to worry that much about it. We just have to, I mean, we have to record content obviously, but. Right. But we're not going to worry about posting it or editing it. Well, I imagine, um, if, if Devin agrees to continue editing, I'll do one of the podcast and he'd do the other that's what i'm saying like, yeah like but that would take some of the pressure off so we can still yeah, that's true produce them on, on schedule so. yeah um here we are uh so right um by now according to the um laws of time progression uh see this is coming out in november so brandon sanderson should have announced that he's written 15 books <laughs> just right. kidding just kidding no uh go get your copies of the lost metal we'll do yes. uh we'll probably do an episode solely on it um spoiler free we'll probably push that for december um okay december 1st or do 15th. we really want to do a spoiler free do you think we'll be able to keep to that wait spoiler free i mean all spoilers on okay okay i was about to say spoilers that seems... go no spoilers uh free not spoiler free yeah i was about there to say that seems like that would be very difficult for it's us gonna to be do. it's gonna be an auto show's worth of spoilers yeah no um, there's gonna be we're gonna be raving about this book so hopefully or we're gonna be raging at the book depending um, depending on what part I, of the alphabet we're on that day <laughs> i really 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 hope i think the only reason i would rage okay is if wayne died okay or if um, Marisy dies. Okay. Those would probably be the only reasons I would rage. I wouldn't rage if Foxilium dies. That's fair. I would be sad, but I kind of see it coming for his character. So, like... If if Waxilium dies, uh, it will be because Harmony wants to use him as uh, 
as Odium wants to use Dalinar. Ooh, that could be interesting. He's, yeah, he's crafted a sword. He has specifically said to both Wax and to Hoyd. Yeah. Um, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll find we'll, out. We'll we'll do a we'll do a whole episode on that either yes. the first or fifteenth of December. Um, if you have questions you want us to speculate on, please send it to guide yes. to the Cosmere at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, after you've read the book, or if you want to be like, oh my god, we read the book, this is so good, um, we'll just say, yeah, people like it. They sent us emails saying they liked it, which... I mean, that's fine. That that's We read emails. Yes, yes, we do. Just like books. Um, also, sure. also, um... Again, cut this part. Okay. But we need to record an outro with our... Social media is attached. That's true. So we should just make a stock outro. It that's feels, what I'm saying. Like, it feels weird to say journey before destination or journey before everything anytime. Um, maybe something else. Maybe something else. Uh, just so clunky. Maybe I'll just choose one of them. Journey before going to the movies. Anyways, I'm thinking. Okay, so here's what we do. I'm thinking we do our normal outro. Okay. That we record live. Oh, that we record live each yeah. episode. And then we have a stock outro, including our That's social fair. medias. That's fair. We can do that. So, anyway, regardless. Back on Nalthus. Yes. So, Warbreaker the Musical, you could, <laughs> you could use streamers. You could use people wearing black and then yes. have streamers um, for the color. Yeah, I agree. For and, the, and for the... something. Something the like biochromatic that. breath. Something like that. Uh, How would you do the the gray, the graying of, I guess, lights? You could definitely do lights. You could do certain objects. You could you could have um, them be static, or when they're placed down, they have a certain thing, and then something under it moves and drops, and then it appears to have changed colors. Right, That's yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, lots of descriptions. Uh, you could definitely, yeah. Um, so Warbreaker was written as an experiment. Okay. And the experiment was not a scientific hypothesis one. Right. San Brandon Sanderson wanted to show how he writes books. Okay. So every rough edit, every, every version is online. Okay. And people could beta read at any time and he would have notes about what he was doing where and why um and i i don't know how well it's kept up since two i think it came out in 2009 right but essentially you it wasn't he published it as a hardback but you or as a book but you could read and you can still read it for free online oh okay interesting uh, yeah um you can go download the entire text uh, Fascinating. Which, for a future episode, um, hopefully, I will have had quite a bit of time to work on an AI that will do generative text based right, on Warbreaker. Right. Uh, so far, it's not worked out well. But <laughs> well, uh, I think that's part of machine learning is yes, finding out why it's not working and adjusting. Yeah. So because so, I mean, like, well, I sent you that. Um, bear related yes. one uh 
as kind of an example of, you know, where machine learning has gotten to. Right. Um, right. So I'd, I'd like to leverage some of those new tools that are coming out uh, to do it, but I haven't had the time or the uh, resources. Right. But hopefully soon. So um, <laughs> I'd like to get that rolling. So 17 ways to tell that Kitty is a type of cat, none of which work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here we are. Uh, so, so, and I think you can, he has notes about why he's changed what he did. Okay. Um, fair. so there's a lot of interesting look at his mindset. Yeah. Um, and his publishers were like, no, we're going to lose money. And they didn't lose money. So that, that's, <sighs> here's the thing. And this is not even an issue I have with capitalism. No. It's the reason that I have with the traditional viewpoint is that publishers, business people in general, don't seem to understand that if a thing is there and exists to support somebody that you enjoy the work of, you are going to do it whether or not you can get it for free. Yes. Most people only get it for free. There, I'm not going to say there aren't some that will just... Ride the right. coattails and there get it for are. free because there there absolutely will be, but a lot of people will buy the thing right because they want to support the person whose work they enjoy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like honestly, if if fucking uh, do we have a name for the fifth Stormlight Archives yet? No. Okay. He has to work in. The, uh, <clears throat> I think we touched on this. He he trying to do the palindrome right, uh, but right. then he, it's also Stormlight Archives. Are books inside the books. Books, yeah. And he hasn't written that yet. But anyway, regardless, take Lost Metal, for example. Sure. If Lost Metal came out for free, would I experience it for free? Probably. Right. At least initially, insofar as I could probably get the free version faster than I could get the paid version. Right. But would I absolutely go out and buy it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I absolutely would. Like, because I want to support Brandon Sanderson. That's fair. And I love his work, and I want him to keep eating and being alive, so... Yes. Though, from what he's... He has plenty of money. Dude. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, he is... And I mean, after that Kickstarter, goddamn. Right. Although most of that's going back into the Kickstarter. I know, um, but still. Which, uh, by the time this episode drops, hopefully the White Sands Omnibus will be... Out. The latest update on that, um, because we can't seem to stick on topic, is that the printer has... Uh, acquired the papers and the and the everything they need. Um, they just need to hire specific people for. Apparently, the slipcase is very difficult uh, oh, okay. for the editions. Uh, it requires a very specific piece of machinery. <laughs> very specific piece of machinery, as well as um, trained people to run it. So as soon as that happens, they uh, will right. So, but I mean, also we'll probably do an episode or well. Assuming after we get done with the lore of all the planets, we start on a read. Yeah. I want to do... Because because I'm sure it has been covered by other people, and I realize that chronological is not the best way to read Brandon Sanderson. I am fully aware of that. I have an entire list of a reading order for new readers who have not read any of his other stuff. Which, if you'd like, please email us. Yes, if I you've do. got if you've gotten to this and you don't <laughs> and you haven't read, 
most of the Cosmere books, hit us up. And um, we'd like to ask you some questions. I would like to ask you some questions. I also do have a reading order list if you are looking for that. Also, if people want what I believe is the chronological order reading. Which you believe? Versus, versus what would be what has been said? Well, no. Or more like... the fact of like some things have not been confirmed exactly where they fall in the oh, timeline. sure. So. Yeah, you, I mean, you could, yeah. Yeah, so I, I have what I believe to be a chronological order of the reading, but there is some stuff that has not been canonically confirmed yet sure. to fall within a specific order. Okay. But anyway, um, I'm, I would like to do a chronological reading. I think that it is something that no other podcast, as far as I'm aware, has attempted thus far. And... While it may not be the best way to read Brandon Sanderson as a new reader, we are obviously not new readers. Right. And so I think a chronological reading could be very interesting. I could, especially if we pace it out to align with the um, coming of Stormlight 5. Also, I don't know where the new four books are going to lay in that whole right. shit. So that, that could affect things. Right. Yeah, we'll have episodes on... Uh... On the new books the month after they come out. Yes, but also, like, when it comes to the chronological reading, I don't know if we'll... We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, these episodes we have enough of to last us, hopefully, well into the year that the four books are coming out. Yeah. So, what I am hoping at least in march what i'm hoping is that we will get a good enough idea of whether or not any of the books fall within the early cosmere timeline because so far as far as i'm aware white sand comes first yes thus far yep so unless any of the books predate or fall directly after white sand we should be okay yeah so yeah Anyway. see what happens. So, Nalthus. Back to Warbreak of the Musical. Yes. So, we start with Siri. Yeah. And she I is... Nalthus went into Siri day. Sorry. Fine. Um, so we start with Siri going into... Uh, there's a name for the city, isn't there? There sure is. Do either of us remember what it is? The main, the main city the story takes place in? Yes. I mean, it's Tatalier. Is it Tatalier? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. Spelled T apostrophe T. Yes. E L I R. Yes. So Tatalier, Siri is going to Tatalier to be married to the. They have a title for him. The God they? King. The God King, yes. Sisebron. Sisebron, yes. So to be married to the God King Sisebron to fulfill. An, a, 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 pact, a peace a treaty, treaty. Yeah, a peace treaty. Uh, between Tatelier and whatever the land that is on and where Ciri is from. Right. Which departed from that land up into the mountains and they've kind of been like, rah, we're the rightful kings. We have the royal locks. Right. And then the gods are like, but we're the gods. We're the returned. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, I still wonder what the royal locks are. Like, we know what that means. I, so, um, we're just going to intersperse far out theories and or theories. So, there have been 
um, what I believe are several unreliable narrators, um, which is a trope. Yes. Right. Where the author is telling us something through a specific person and it is simply not true, oh. though they lead us to believe it's true. Yeah. Right. So, uh, quickly, between the returned and the heralds, we have been told that there is no way that they can have children. I believe this is a lie. Ah, okay. Um, and I believe it will be through the exact same method. And for the royal locks, something specifically with that method gives them that, that magic. Um, I, have, I have thought a lot about why the royal locks exist in a meta kind of way. Right. And all, all I really draw upon is... Um, if you go watch Sanderson's lectures on writing stories, right, a, right. a book is not written off of one idea. No. It is written off of many ideas yes. that are cohesive. Yes. So he had this idea, what if there were, what if there was magic hair that could tell a person's emotions unless they are very good at keeping it under wraps. Right. Um, and he managed to work that into Warbreaker. Makes sense, um, yeah. So I personally... I wouldn't be surprised if he, if we go back to the Warbreaker notes, um, or if he has said at some point that it was kind of retroactively tossed in. Right. But they, the Royal Locks are supposedly because that line is descended from a one a return. Right. So um, I think that they will. I I'm hoping it will definitely play more of a role in book two of Warbreaker if, if that ever comes if that out. happens. Yes. Which as a here's Alex talking more um he has said he wanted to write right and i, I think we talked about this last time um because we talked about the magic so it would be night blood but it may just turn into a novella yes even then i'd still like to get more info on the royal locks right why they exist the whole point of them like right because clearly there's something there there's a yeah. magic there that is not just biochromatic breath no and it does seem to work um because they they drain they're, it leaves them feeling hungry. Right. Which is similar to how Lyft uses light life. Yes. Light light. Life light. Light life light, yes. Night light. Um, uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, so, life light. Life light. Life light. We can, uh, life light replayer. I mean, it does. You're not wrong. Yeah, if uh, Stormlight the musical, if that's not the little, if Lyft doesn't come out, if they don't buy the rights to that, to that, to that jingle. jingle. Um. Anyways, <laughs> so so there's that aspect. So so we talked about the returned in the last, um, in, in the magic in Exordium right. Malthus. Is cool magic system. Um, this leads to a societal structure where there are returned right. in the Palace of the Gods yes. that they cannot leave, and once a week... They um, are fed breath. They are fed breath by people willing to give up their single breath. Is it, is it a person, or is it... How many breaths do they need per week? They need one. One. So it is one person per week that gives them right. a breath. Right, and yeah. then Sisebron is special, so he gets two. Right, but he he still consumes one a week. But and the other one is uh, stored. Yeah. Right, the other one is stored in his his collection. Right, so, um, 
if they don't get that breath, they die. And so, and so these returned are named, um, you, two, two words. Right. Um, light song, uh, blush weaver. Right. Uh, mercy star. Um, so it is always two words and then the and a descriptor. Right. Descript- descriptor. Right. So light song, the bold. Right. Um, blush weaver, the, is it beautiful? I think so. We can just look this up. Mercy Star, yeah. the something else. Yeah. Um, and then at any time they can choose to give up their powerful breath to save somebody from an illness, as we've already discussed. Yes. Uh, there seems to be some sort of longing in them that pops up occasionally to do this so that they no longer live um, because they feel like it's their time, but it wasn't fully explained. We just get a chapter where one of the people that returned as a child um, is like, I think it's my time to go. Um, yeah, so... So this is kind of annoying. The sure. wiki does have Light Song the Bold listed, but then under Blushweaver it just has Blushweaver. Can you click into Blushweaver? No, it's not a link. It's just a... That's stupid. <laughs> No, it's yeah. not stupid. Um, Hollandren and Idrian are the two countries. Great. Hollandren is the one with Tetelier. Oh, okay. And then Idrian is the one up in the mountains. Sure. Um, but these, so the people revere the returned as gods. Yes. Um, they have prophetic visions occasionally. Either in dreams or... Through paintings or poetry. Yes. And so their whole culture is... Uh, there's there's the poor that are most yes. likely Idrians that have come and, and they live in the slums. Um, and then there are the artsy people that send their works of art or rich people pay to send works of art uh, to the returned to get some sort of feedback so that they can feel fulfilled. Um, and I will say there's an interesting thing on that, which is if you look at Light Song's point of view, and, and I think that this is a very indicative theme that I don't see a lot of books touch on, but this idea that Light Song is not very comfortable being a religious figure. Sure. And... You know, I think that it's it's an interesting point of view because, of course, they see the light, the returned as gods. Right. And we, as readers, kind of figure out what they actually are, which right. is not gods. I mean, they are definitely beings of investiture, but... Right. But, like, it brings up this very uh, unique idea that I think is, is important, which is not so much that power corrupts, Though it absolutely can do that. Right. And also the fact that power reveals, which I actually like a little bit more. It's, uh... Sure. When when people have the power to do anything they want to do, you will see what they always wanted to do. Right. But I think it's also this idea that sometimes for a lot of people, power is not a comfortable place to be. Not everybody wants to be in power. Even those who enjoy the benefits of power don't necessarily like being in a position where 
the responsibility of power is something they have to deal with. That's true. And I think, like, you see that with Light Song. Like, he has sent this artwork to, you know, pass judgment upon it mm-hmm. for that judgment to then be returned to the person who made the artwork or the person who commissioned it or whatever. Right. And, you know, I'm sure for Light Song and, and possibly for some of the other returns that we don't see that nearly as much, that must be a very uncomfortable place to be, to know that your whims are going to be taken as somehow more valid than somebody else's. Right. And so a lot of the gods don't even look at the art. Right. Light Song, Blush Weaver tells Light Song, he's one, he's one of the only ones that actually does right. every single time. I don't, I don't know if it's every single one, but does it way more than everybody else? And right. They just get their lackeys to do it. Um, it is, it is an interesting take on, I don't think I'm a god or I don't, feel comfortable with uh right with godhood yeah warbreaker i mean with the breath and the color um supposedly their their writing um system uses color although interestingly enough on that we do see that uh shash is a letter in the Yes. Nalthus alphabet, as well as the Rosharan alphabet. Yes, and that has been discussed as a coincidence and not planned. Feels weird, but he he said that there's no. It is. It is. It would. I can't remember exactly what the word of Brandon is. Um, there is more contrasting it with. Vo, or there, there's some other religion in Warbreaker that has a Vo at the start of it. Okay. That and Voronism are connected. Connected. Um, right. I. I know. Okay. I'm. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with Brandon here, but that's really weird. Yep. That there would be Shash. Because it. Like, it's, they call it the same thing, but it's different markings. Ah. I know. I looked into it once I made that connection. That feels uh, weird. It feels does weird. feel weird because, uh, especially with how important a role that Shash plays in Rosharin, <laughs> yeah, and Kaladin specifically, right? Like it's it feels weird to me that Shash would not be connected to the Nalthus Shash. Yep. But anyway, I, I mean, that is what it is, I suppose. It is. Um, feel free to email us if that was wrong. Yeah, but... Mr. or Mrs. or... What's the non-binary? I don't know if there is specifically and a title. The um, the book I'm I'm listening to, The, the Fall of Hyperion... So Hyperion and then The Fall of Hyperion, um, they use M for everybody. Oh, I think MX is the gender-neutral term. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. I'm also reading a book that has has XE and XIR as... Yeah, Zay and Zer are how... It? That's okay. how I've heard it pronounced. Now, whether or not that's the... Right. I've only... I have a very small... A, a very small um, pool of people that I have seen refer to it that way. Sure. So if the larger community 
pronounces it a different way, I don't know. Right. So I have just heard Zanzer. Right. And and in uh, Mandarin, uh, if you transliterate it uh, with an X, it's a sha sound. Yeah, it's a sha because actually, chi is originally oh, spelled sure. xi. Sure. But it, the X in that, for some reason, is pronounced ch. I don't really quite know why, and I don't know why Chinese translated to English. The ch sound is spelled with an X. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it is. Yeah. One of the ch sounds is. It's weird. Anyways, yeah. uh, here we are. So we have Siri, who is supposed to be married to Susep, or not married to. I think they are married. Yes, very when, early on. When she gets there, um, before even meeting the, um, I think it's Blue Fingers. Yeah, uh, is like, once the God King decreed it or said it or or wished it, uh, it was so. So you're married now. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So uh, she is supposed to sleep with the God King, uh, and and produce a child, quote unquote. Right. Which. According to the church, which we find out is not true, I'm just going to say this right off the bat, the God King is the only returned that can have a child. Right. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're like, ooh, what's, what's Warbreaker about? This is where it really ends being super spoiler-free. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, already spoiled, spoiler-freed a little bit. But... I spoiled, yeah. So... Or we already spoiled a little bit. Right, but so main plot point here, though. They, they, they find a child, yes. a newborn baby, who is returned. returned. Um, and when that happens, they kill the mom, replace, uh, they, they have the God King transfer the, the, breath, the to breath the child. to the child, and then the child is the, heir, is the new God King and is, right. and is raised up. So, but they need the god. They need the god king to sleep, quote unquote, with a woman to keep up the. Now, here's a. And the god king's tongue is cut out, so he can't talk. Right, he can only write. Here's the problem that I have Actually. with one of the points in Warbreaker. Yeah, he can't even write at the start. No, he can't. Clearly, Siri is going to know she isn't pregnant. Right. Why, then, did they need her to actually sleep with the God King? Because, like, they were listening every night. Right. To know whether or not she did it. Why? If they knew it was a ruse in the first place... I imagine it's kind of one of those psychological things where... Most of the people attending them didn't know that was the thing. Oh, okay. So the people listening may not know that it's fake and would then tell the news, wholeheartedly believe it, tell other people that it's happening, so on, so that they, you know, there's plausible deniability. Right, okay. Um, I do I do agree with, with that. That analysis needs to be, or that, that needs to be brought up. It, it's a little contrived to get to the point where it's... It, of, yeah where like, we can where we can dismiss it because um, it like i was i was confused like what i mean initially i wasn't confused but when we got to the end and we figured out the fact that like this whole thing was a ruse by the church the the 
circumstances didn't seem to quite add up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what else is there? There's Vivenna. There is Vivenna, and her story is one of rebellion in a way. Yeah. So um, she's like, you know, I should have been the one to go marry the God King. I've been trained my whole life. Right. I'm going to go save Siri from her this. terrible life. Right. Um, and then she gets screwed over by death. Well, <laughs> yeah, she ends up in the city. And she is found by two mercenaries. Yes. That she initially believes are on her side. Right, because they were with the guy that was playing spy for her father, the king, um, and he... Vivenna... Um, the Idrians are prudes. And yes. they, they worship Ostra. Uh, yes. And they do not want anything to do with breath or being... Um, auspicious or any kind of lav uh, lavishness they want to be very dumb. they're almost ascetics yeah um so she does not want they, they view breath as sin essentially. yes um and and one of the first things that happens to her is this man the spy has been poisoned uh and is dying but she believes he's sick correct right yeah and he passes on his breaths to her also, I found that interesting, and I'm not, we may have dealt with this in the magic episode, but I still find it interesting even as a narrative device, is the fact that breath does not have to be consented to be accepted. Right. It just needs to be consented to be given, which I find fascinating yeah. in just a moral and narrative way. Right. Um, so then... Boy, there's a bunch there. Uh, I mean, you've you've read the story. You know what's there, right? Um, I, I, as this was written after Mistborn, I do see more polish. Yes. Um, I think the plot points between Vivenna, Vasher, Nightblood, and then Siri, Lightsong, Sasebron, um work really well it's, yes it's a well-defined story um there aren't a lot of parts where i'm like uh this is just dragging on and on i will say the only thing i felt about that and it wasn't even that bad was series story like sure it was a little contrived or not contrived it was a little drawn out sure uh, i mean i think it was supposed to be because it was supposed to highlight the idea that she is stuck in in isolation Right. She is not able to interact with anybody, really. You know, she is spending her days in boredom. Right. Because, like, even stuff like painting or whatever, they talk about how they can get people to do that for her. Right. Um, and how no... I thought it was an interesting um, idea to have a palace where the room you're in becomes what you need it to be. Oh, yeah. I you're, thought that was fascinating. You're brought dinner at a dinner table, you're brought all of your clothes, you're brought the tub with hot water. Yes. Um, you don't have a specific spot for those, uh, with the God King's Chambers being an exception. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, the lifeless play a pretty important part in the plot. Yes. The lifeless were... The lifeless is a cool idea. Yeah, it is a corpse that is animated by breath, and serves the will of the one who animates it. Right. 
Super cool. Yeah. Good idea. I like it, and I clearly the lifeless army is, you know, part of the big finale. Right. Uh, that goes marching off to attack Idrian. Yeah, and I thought it was an interesting choice to not show that um, wrapping up. They go, they go marching off. Yeah, and then, and then they send the other army, the, the guardians or whatever. What are they called? The, the stone statues? Great question. To the wiki. To the wiki. Um, which you're, you're, it's alluded to the entire time that the, there are these statues everywhere. Um, I figured it out. A lot of you probably figured it out as you were reading it. Um, that the statues were somebody's fan, uh, some, something's phantoms collects phantoms. <laughs> A uh, secret city army of nearly indestructible Dedener lifeless soldiers. Yeah. Dedener? Dedener. Dedener. Lifeless soldiers. Yeah. What was the... Um, something's phantoms. Oh. I don't remember. Flawed phantoms. There we go. Yeah. Because we find out that um, Vasher was Claude and right. um, Peacebringer the whatever. Um, he was Claude the Usurper, Strife Lover, Peacegiver the Blessed. Uh, he had a lot of names. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that uh, a lot of a lot of immortalish people in the, the Cosmere have many names. Yes. So that was really cool. Um, I, I I enjoy how the book ended on um, him revealing that he's Warbreaker the Peaceful. Yes. That was that was badass. Yeah, that War, really was. Warbreaker is a cool name. Um, I'll also say I love the fact of how Vasher defeated Denth. Yes. By transferring the breath. To what? Remember, Warbreaker transfers his breath to Denth, or part of his breath to Denth, which pushes Denth up into... Right. And, the... and, and was it him or was it, was it Vivenna that did that? No, it was, it was him. Oh yeah, and he he transfers it, and then he stabs Den. Right, because he's now he he they get when you when you get that amount of breaths, you're over you're overwhelmed. Yeah, Sen with the your with senses, the senses are yeah sensory overload. Um, that and was, I thought that was really really cool. Yeah, and I mean it really ties into that idea that like you have to consent to give the breath, but not to take it. Right. And, like, that really plays into that. And I think it's a really fascinating theme. I agree. Because, like, with every other magic system in Brandon Sanderson's, you have to actively take it. Like, I mean, yeah. you can be fed metal in... Right. Like, I mean, Vin is. She's fed aluminum and, like, told to burn it. But, but... told to burn it. Not forced to burn it. So. Yeah, I mean, like she she can't be she can't be physically forced to. She does for reasons, mm -hmm. but 
Because she was facing death, right? Well, I so. think it was also somebody else was in danger, wasn't weren't they? At one point, says it was. Anyway, Sazed regardless. Anyway, she she does burn the aluminum, but like they couldn't reach in and make her burn aluminum. Right. They can just pressure her to do so. Right. But and like with the stormlight, you have to breathe it in. Yeah. But yeah, with uh, well, no, I suppose I suppose magic is. Uh, forced upon you in Cell's case, becoming a Elantrian is not willing. True. It happens whether you want it to or not. But using the Andor to produce effects. True. That is. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just found it interesting that like that power imbalance is definitely apparent even in the story even in yeah. the narrative um nightblood is introduced which yes. does become important later yeah. or is a a character quote unquote that is recurring right although i did find an interesting and i think it was partly the reader but also, like, I found an interesting contrast between Nightblood's personality in Warbreaker and Nightblood's personality in, uh... Is it Words of Radiance where Nightblood first appears, or is it Oathbringer? Mm. It must be Oathbringer, because Zeth is defeated at the Battle of Narok. Before they go to your theory. So, right. so, so the Northbringer. Right. So, yeah, I found a very interesting contrast between personalities. I think it was definitely mostly on the narrator's front, although it, from what Nightblood has said, um, when, when Zeth and Lyft were on the battlefield, uh, at the Balan Battle of Thalenfield, um, Nightblood mentions that Vivenna let Nightblood know that he was his own individual personality or something like that um so it seems that the growth period between warbreaker and whenever nightblood left them in in stormlight archive there was some attempt at giving nightblood more of a personality yeah and and autonomy yes and in terms of thinking but an agency yeah um but it's sentient metal and it doesn't seem to have a good memory in Warbreaker or in Stormlight no, Archive. because it forget it has forgotten many people it has killed. Yeah, it keeps asking about the person who made it. Right. Um, yeah. But Nightblood is a cool... Um, just a cool thing. Cool uh, little we, sword. We talked about it in a magic episode at length. Right. Um, what else is there about Warbreaker? I don't know if there's a whole lot else to say, because I think, like, most... Like, I like Vivenna's story because she goes from being very powerful and prudish to... I mean, being literally a gutter rat for a while right. and kind of losing a lot of that prudishness. And I think, I mean, like, both Siri and Vivenna have stories that are about losing their prudishness. Yeah, there was a there's a lot of character development. Yes, 
I mean, I think that's most of the story is actually character development. Yeah. Like, the plot is there, don't get me wrong, but it's seeing how the two main characters of Vivenna and Siri develop is, the, I think, the uh, more, or the, the integral part of the story. Yeah. Um, and Light Song, I mean, playing it backwards... I imagine Sanderson came up with the idea that so Severon wouldn't have a tongue so that he couldn't use commands but then you need a way to restore the tongue. Okay, right. let's give the returned a way to heal. Right, and so now we need a character that isn't just going to deus ex machina um, heal the god king. Right, So right. He, he actively worked to make Light Song an integral part of the enjoyability of Warbreaker. Um, and I really like Light Song's character arc yes uh, and, i do as well and the idea that an accountant could be could choose to be a hero yes um there are moments like that in a lot of books uh that just really tug at the heartstrings they're really really quite poignant so i'm, I'm glad that that was there um what a great way to do that yes kind of trope with a character you're not expecting that from. Um, why could he juggle? Uh, anyways, so... I don't know if there's much more on Warbreaker. I don't really think there is. It's a rather short book, and it's a good story, but it doesn't... It yeah. doesn't I like, And I think we find the same thing with Elantris, which is the fact that we are seeing the same story from two different points of view. Yeah. Where with Elantris, it's three... I'm not going to say they don't all add their own valuable information, but the timeline is kind of cut in half with two characters, yeah. or in in War or in Elantris's case, it's cut into thirds. Right. So while while both viewpoints are absolutely necessary in covering different events, it still does mean that there's not as much timeline wise there. Yeah, with with meat uh, right to it. Yes. Uh. So. I think that's, yeah, that's our episode on Nalthus. Yeah. Um, as I said, I really hope we get a second, because I'd like to see a little bit more advancement on the magic system and other things that were mentioned, but... Yeah, I'd like to see how endowment acts, if, yes. if at all. I mean, beyond... I mean, we get some letters to Hoyt in the Stormlight Archives, but... Right, uh, but... Good stuff. Indeed. So, until next time, don't panic, world hoppers. Yeah. Life before death. Strength before weakness. Weakness before strength. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing. Uh, life before death, strength before weakness, and uh, journey before Marvel Phase 6. Alright. Yep. That's oh. Yeah, that's right. Stop. Yes. The music you hear is Part 3, The Spirit, from Zavadilla's The Music of Elantris, produced by B-Roll Records, available now on Apple Music, Spotify, and most music providers. If you like what you hear, and you want others to hear it as well, please leave a rate and review. It really helps us get more listeners.